Okay, Shavuot Tov. We'll begin now. Um, again, this series is Lila Nishmas, Shlomo Yaakov, Ben Yisrael Yehuda, Jeff Deutsch. Shpiel Lila Nishmas. So, we're continuing on in the Leshem, Daf Yudalid, Amud Aleph, the paragraph that begins, Vehagam Karilich Oira. So, Last week, basically the Chiddush that we saw last week, where we're up to, is that when it's going to come time for Tchiyas HaMesim, basically there's been a sort of process of Tchiyas HaMesim going on all along. And what that means is that that those Shivrei Malachim, that kind of, those, those you know, the, the residue, if you want to say, of the previous world, which was called the Olam HaNakudim or the Olam HaToyu, um, which crashed, broke, died, um, and the wor- this world is then made up of, or, or these worlds, the, the current, what we call the Olam HaTzilus, which is the Olam HaTikun, and the worlds of Bria Tzirasiya are made up of the, uh, those, those, you know, the, 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 the remnants of that of those worlds which is called the Shivrei Malachim different uh, words that are used to describe it uh, well you know the famous concept in Hasidus it became from his Hasidus it's not just in Hasidus it's in all over Kabbalah the idea of the holy sparks that's the all these the, the idea of these holy sparks are the sparks that came down with the uh, broken vessel so to say of the from that prior those prior worlds or prior world and um, and basically, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, in the creation, um, was mitaken. He fixed up, rectified much of that, and that made the worlds what we call Atzilus Briyatzia and Asiya, the world that we are in. And uh, then he left it over for us to finish off the process. He did up to a certain stage, and the rest he left in our hands that we have to finish off the story based on our, or through our Torah mitzvahs. Um, if Torah mitzvahs aren't kept, unfortunately, there's also another um, another way to do it, which is through punishment. Um, but even when it's through punishment, that only can clean off and, and fix up, you know, clean off certain things, but it can't, it can't give, you still need the positive, you still need the Torah mitzvahs. So it's all going to always boil down to Torah mitzvahs. Um, in any case, so there's this ongoing process of Tchiyas HaMesim, which is those, you know, different parts of the creation that we live in becomes elevated and brought back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, meaning it's utilized for the purposes of HaKadosh, for the purpose of Kved Shemayim, of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's covered, and that Kivayachal reattaches it back to him, to his world of godliness, Eilam Silus, and, um, and that's really, in that sense, it's brought back to life because those, those bechinas, right, those aspects of of or were kind of fra- were fragmented off from his oneness, and that's how they landed up down here in the worlds of creation. And by using them, utilizing for his covet, we've br- brought them back to life. That's the br- being brought to life means reconnecting to the Ain self. And this process, the final touch of Tchiyas Mason we saw last week, is going to be man himself. That's the what's commonly known as Tchiyas Um is man's resurrection. And when that happens, said Lashem, all the different kaychas that acted, 
and were put into effect over the course of time, including time itself, that was, uh, that was put into effect in Elam Hazer, through the entire history of the world, is going to all Kiviyachu come back to life suddenly. And we said suddenly the, the, the big picture is going to really be recognized. And we're going to see how every single clock and every single moment throughout history was really just being Megalic Vachemayim, which seemingly to us going through history, it doesn't seem that way at all. If anything, as we said in the question leading uh, the Pleshim, uh, Positive at the beginning of this whole series uh, was that it seems that the whole world is 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 doing the opposite, is moving away from Hashem, is constantly, um, you know, separating itself from Hashem, and and it, it seems not to be a very successful creation if the purpose of creation was to reveal Hashem's glory, and but then we're going to see as Tchias comes, we're going to suddenly see a whole different picture. We're going to see things in a very very different light. Which obviously is, is, is very hard for us to to comprehend um, at at the moment, but you know there are certain certain things on a, on a small level, so to say, where we can appreciate we can have an appreciation. You know, so you have those stories of the guy missing the flight and then the flight blowing up. You know where he was in terrible terrible agmas uh, uh, He had terrible agmas nefesh for missing his flight or missing the bus or whatever it was. And then it turned out that he, his life was saved. You know, so we can see little glimpses of what that means to be comforted in the way that the bad experience actually, in retrospect, we see as a good experience. And that's going to come true in regards to everything. And that's what I said is really the idea of Nechama, which we are in the seven weeks of Nechama, of comfort now. So it relates to these weeks. The, 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 the Sfarim say that Nechama... Which, by the, by the way, is used in, in the Torah by Yenochem. Hashem had regret. So you see that idea of going back in time, so to say, where he kind of, right, that, that, that's the idea of Nechama is it uproots something from an earlier point in time. It sees, you know, Kiviyocha, obviously, the idea of, of regret by Kaddish Baruch Hu is, is certainly Dibra Torah Kalashem B'nei Adam. It's just trying to give us a certain concept that we have to understand on a deeper level. But certainly that's what the word means, is that we're going to be comforted to the point that the whole Gullus and all the troubles within Gullus, including uh, the Holocaust, things that are just in, completely incomprehensible to us today, we're going to see them in a very different light where, wow, the Rabbani Shalom set this thing up and did all these things which today are completely, completely beyond our ability to comprehend. And then we're going to see how they're all just for the purpose of, of Hashem's glory and, and, and revealing His oneness to us. Okay, so we're going to continue on over here. So that's what he says is that all those little bits, uh, particles of time and place throughout history are going to come to life at that point in Chiesa Mesim. So now he asks a question. Vahagam, this is where we're going to continue on. Vahagam, the paragraph beginning Vahagam. Kari lechayra, echev shali asot kol zeh, kol zois, acha shekvar nitmu venis akru kol kach harbei, bekol azuama vatuma vara, beis nefilosam boilam atayu. How is this possible? How could it be that after these sparks and, and, and vessels, right, became so tame and were so cloudy, they became so dirty with such zuma filth and spiritual filth and uncleanliness and evil when they dropped out from the Eilam and dropped down below 
And then afterwards, And then throughout time itself, after the world was created, all the filth and the tumor that came out of all the different averos of every generation, right, throughout the history of time, Sherubam, the most of the generations, they're bad, they're evil, and they're sinners, like we said earlier. So how could it be that, like, what, all that filth, all that, what, we're going to see it in a different light? We're gonna, it's going to all come to life in, 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 what does that mean? This is a, a, a phrase that the Leshem uses very often, especially in this Sefer Adeya, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the, the, the greatest one of counsel, I guess, I, guess you, I don't really know, Rav Aliyos, and he's the best, you know, um, scheme, scheme, is, yeah, I guess I, if there's a word like that, he puts the best scheme together. Um, nobody can, can think and can plan the way the Rabbani Shalom plans to bring things about. So he prepared Eitzis from a distance, meaning from the distance of time. He saw all the way into the future of what's going to be. And therefore he prepared back then with tremendously great and they are all the many troubles that pass over mankind in Olam Hazeh. From the time that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created man on the earth, and also all the terrible punishments that is in the world of the souls. Shesham, meaning like Gehenim and stuff like that. Shesham ikra oilam. That there in the oilam and afashas, that's the main part of the world. The gemarat siruf alibun, of the finishing off of the cleanliness process, of the cleaning process. In other words, shesham hu ikra oilam, the gemarat siruf alibun. That's where the ikra finishing uh, cleaning is done in the Eilam Anafashas. So in other words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu prepared all the troubles that mankind would go through on a personal level as well as on a, a cloud level. And he also prepared all the horrible punishments that are going to take place, that are going to, that are meted out in Eilam Anafashas after a person's Ptira. And through these, through this way, all the tumma, all the spiritual filth and all the evil in them goes and becomes nullified and, 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 and ridden of. And they're all going to be purified and cleaned so that their inner koyach, their iker, their, their main inner power, which really comes from those early kings that we spoke about, right? The, the idea of those spheres back in the Eilam which are referred to as the early kings. And they will be elevated to their, to their root in holiness. Not only that, also all the powers of evil itself, of all the evil itself, Ratzelaimer, and he now defines what is 
What does it mean, the powers of evil? Rotzalayimri meaning, Kol ha-koiches kulom, asher all the powers that the evil uses in order to do his bad, to perform his evil. As well as all of the troubles and tribulations and the punishments that are in Olam Hazeh, and also in the world of the souls, meaning after death. All those kaiches as well. Right, all those kaiches themselves, they're also all going to be fixed up. The kulam and they're all going to return to holiness. Vuhumishum, and here he explains how that works. Why is that? There is no such thing as power of essence to evil. Evil doesn't have its own power. Evil just nurtures off of the powers of holiness, the, of, of good. And so to all uh, tribulations and punishment, it doesn't have any of its own uh, um, being to it, except that the evil utilized that clock, which was an independent clock, which was a clock on its, in its own right, Independent of the Ra, the Ra took that Kalach and used it for its own purposes of evil. And then that Kalach itself overturns by the, by, through its being manifest and going out into evil. It itself overturns through this to being used as uh, a, a nisayan, as difficulty, or as a punishment, or both. Because since or through the fact that the evil used that koach for evil, so that koach itself now became used as a, a trial, a, a, right? Difficulty and punishment. So that the an oynish is only made from the ra itself. The same idea uh, appears in the nefesh achaim. The nefesh achaim says the same thing. Um, I think she actually both in nefesh achaim and ruach um, Part of like he's, I think he says it also on the where it says avera schar avera schar mitzvah mitzvah schar avera avera. So he explains that it's kipshut imamish. What does it mean? The reward of the mitzvah is the mitzvah. The reward of the avera is the avera. And he says that the reward of the mitzvah is the olam haba. When you do a mitzvah, you just created at that very moment your olam haba, and you're going to get that olam haba in the future. It's not like people many times think where the person does a mitzvah and the Kaddish Baruch is going to give you a good payoff at the end. No. The pay like as if that payoff is independent. You know, he's got some kind of no. When you do the mitzvah, that the kedusha of that mitzvah itself becomes your olam haba. But so too on the flips, on the flip side, it's the same story. The avera that a person does becomes his gehenim. That avera itself, the kach that the person used for that avera, the kach itself becomes his gehenim. 
So that, but, and the Gehenim is a purification process, which is for good, purposes of good. It's not very pleasant, obviously, right? Well, the Tsaris that the person is going to go through because of that Avera, right? Because we know, for example, Tzadikim, HaKadosh Baruch prefers to punish them in this world so that they can have a good Olam Haba. They don't have to get the punishment after, which is much, much worse. And the Risham just the opposite. He gives them the scar for their good deeds here in this world so that he doesn't have to see them later on. It's enough over here. I don't want to see him later in Olam Haba, right? To be matrid them from Olam Haba. They shouldn't get Olam Haba. So he gives them all their scar for their good stuff, for their good deeds here in Olam Hazer. But basically, both these punishments, the, the trials and tribulations a person could have to go through, as well as the schar that he's going to get later on, says the Leshem over here, and it's the same way the Nefshachayim and Ruachayim says, is that it comes from the action itself. And that's because any action a person does, whether it's for good or bad, is using some kind of koyach, is using some kind of nitzot, eloki, godly spark. He's using something over here of chius, which is coming from Hashem. And therefore, when if a person is doing something bad, he's now bad itself. That koach itself then becomes the punishing agent to this person. And then already it's being now used for good. Through this itself, we'll continue. The next column, we're up to the second column of page Yudalad, for anyone that joined a little bit late. So through this itself, the evil goes and becomes, is constantly um, being canceled out. Because the evil and the punishment work like oil with fire. The fire comes from the oil. So too the punishment comes from the bad, from the evil. They miss and they both get cancelled out together. Because when the oil gets used up, the fire is extinguished. And the getting rid of the oil is through the fire. And all this is because both the evil and the the, the uh, punishment, which truthfully, like we said, both of them are really just one and the same. They don't really have anything of their own. And therefore they go and they misbattle. So let me explain this a little bit more. So, oh, one second. But the koch itself, that the evil used, and so too what it overturns and becomes afterwards used as punishment, that does have a true essence to it, a true being to it, because that comes from the early kings, from the, the those spheres uh, before this world. So what he's saying is like this. There's this, what we, you know, we would call the Sitra Achra, there's the, the other side. There's the Kayach of the Satan, the Malach Maves, right? This is what seems to be, certainly acts, as a Rishus Bifne as a real 
domain of itself. And we know, of course, that chas v'shalom, ain't shtei rishuyas. There's no real two, there's no two rishuyas at all. There's no two domains. There's only God himself. There's nothing else. There's no other koach. But, through the process of, truthfully, of creation itself, which we're not going to get into right now, but through the process of creation, but even more so through the um, the, the, the chet of Adam Rishon, and in general, Averis afterwards, that gives and kind of like creates a, 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 uh, a body, a monster of evil. Even though there's no true essence that evil, that evil can only exist through the Nitzitz Eloki, that godly um, spark that's giving it life. And so therefore, if we're going to do this, uh, what, what happens is that when a person does an Avera, so, or, or let's say a bad person, let's say there's a Russia, right? We know there are Rishonim in the world, there are wicked people, there are evil people, right? Or the Satan, the, the Yitzhahara. When they, um, you know, convince a person uh, to, do, to do bad, they seduce him into, into an Avera. So the Vart is that the, the, the Yitzhahara is really just... All he is, is is spiritual filth, which really doesn't have any of its own essence to it. All that spiritual filth is, all that Tumah is, is really a lacking of our own self. It's um, you know, it's like it's like mold. I think that would be a good. It doesn't it doesn't really have any of its own essence. It's just like the lack of 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 of, of, of true chiyus, and the the only true koach is something that it utilized. It's something that it took from the goodness, that it took from the holiness, that it took from the Kayach of Hashem. And that Koach is going to ultimately become the punishment of the person. Um, and the spiritual filth, the, the Tumah part, the Ra part, is just going to evaporate into nothingness. Like we say in the Shemona Esrei of the Yom Neroim, Kikoshen Tichleh, Right? All the tichla, all the evil is just gonna go up in smoke. That's all it is. It's really just a smoke screen. It doesn't there's no true existence to it. And the Mela, once we bring back all the light in the world, all the holy sparks in the world, and all the light in the world, we bring it back, reattach it to the so that it's gonna be clear to everyone by that all there is is just one Rishus of as soon as we get to that, all the evil just goes up in a, like, like a smoke because there was nothing there to begin with. So that's how he says. It's, uh, by the way, he doesn't um, point this out in this specific piece, but this is the fascinating, amazing, amazing difference between what happens when a person does a mitzvah or a person does an Avera. You know, one of the questions that the Arizal, I think, already himself asks, if I remember correctly, yes, he, he asks Shara Gagulim, is what's the point of Gilgal? We know there's this concept that a person comes back as, as a Gilgal if he didn't rectify his neshama um, in, in his lifetime or, or he left some of it unrectified, so then he's going to have to come back as a reincarnation, a reincarnated soul. Uh, Arizal says that basically all of us today are reincarnated souls. So the big question is, is like, okay, so what? Are we going to come back so we can mess up again? Like, what did, what did you gain? 
What's the gain? It's not like, and I'll add to that. We know that as the generations go on, things are getting worse and worse. As we move away from Harsine, we move away from the clarity of Hashem's uh, revelations. And right? there's less and less, or there's more darkness um, as we go, you know, further on away from from Harsine. So. How could, you know, we have less chance, the, the generations get smaller, so like, what's, what good is it going to be to bring everybody back as a Gilgal if we have less of a chance of succeeding and rectifying? So the Rizal's answer is fascinating and is really based on this, is that the Ra eats itself away, it rots itself away. The Ra doesn't have any continuation. It's true, the Ra is going to just turn into Gehenim. So that person in the previous lifetime, let's say, got Gehenim for any of the bad deeds that he did. But that's it. After that, the, the, the koichas that were behind the evil are freed up. They're ready to reattach the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Whereas the good deeds that you do, the mitzvahs that you do, the tefillahs that you do, the Torah that you do, they have nitzchiyas to them. They just continuously give and make more and more goodness, both in this world, but even more so in the world to come. They constantly being mighty Paris. It speaks about Karen, that Paris, there's a Karen to it, and then there's Paris. It's like a tree that's constantly giving fruit. So any mitzvah you do, any tefillah that you do, you should realize it's true. You know, a person might feel like I do, nobody wants to do Averis. And the Sa'ar Shabi Isa Ma'akwai, the 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 Sa'ar Shabi Isa, right? The 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 yeast, so to say, that the Gemara Brachas uh, gives that marshal to the Yitzhar as being as yeast. It's like it it's causing us to rise. It's causing us causing us to do bad things. But you should know. So very often we look at ourselves as like, you know, let's take the Gemara as like, even the Amaraim refer to themselves as Bainanim. We're we're in the middle. Right? Because sometimes we do good and sometimes we fall. But you have to realize that in Hashem's eyes and in the truth of the, of the matter, all your Torah mitzvahs ha- are giving you nitzchiyas. They're just giving you never-ending peris. Specifically, it's going to be even more and more in, in, the, in the world to come. And that is going to tremendously outweigh any of the Averis that you did. You'll get punished for your Averis, like we said. There's going to be punishment, but it ends there. It's not going to keep going. So you might look at yourself now as a Bainani, because if I'm judging Bainani today, if I'm judging what it means, Sadiq or Bainani or Rasha Chasvashalam, it's the amount of actions like the Ramam defines it, right? Are you doing more good, more actions of goodness, or more actions of bad? Or are you both, half half? That's as far as the classification of a person being a tzaddik or a rasha or benini today. <laughs> but in truth, in, 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 in the truth of the matter, what's going to be, when it comes to the world of Zchar of, Vainesh, and of course the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks at you, you're, you're, if you're half-half, your good is going to so outweigh it's like nothing to talk about. It so outweighs the, the, the evil. And I think that that could bring a, a lot of chizik to, 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 to a person. You know, because a lot of times, that should give us a different perspective of ourselves in the eyes of Hashem. You know, sometimes I think that the, the Muragam described those, themselves 
We looked in the eyes of the giants like grasshoppers, right? Or ants, like Rashi says. <coughs> but, and I think that very often we look at ourselves as kachagavim in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because we know our ills, we know our shortcomings, we're pained by our shortcomings, we're embarrassed by our shortcomings, and we think that Hashem looks at us like really bad, really kechagavim, like really tiny, small. And the truth of the matter is that, of course, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not mevater. He doesn't, he doesn't just, you know, let go. There will be an einish for, for the bad things, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows our neshama kadosha way better than us. And not only does he know our neshama kadosha way better than us, he also really sees the, the actions that we do in a light, in a, in, in, so different than, than, than we see. He knows the Oivam Haba that you're getting is going to be so outweighing the Gehenim. Think about it. Why is Gehenim only 11 months? Or 12 months for Rishayim, right? Why is it only 12 months? Because that's it. It's finite. A year is, you know, that's a finite number. That's it. That's one cycle finished. But after that, the Yid is going to get Olam Habo. Only Olam Habo. Um, so, there's Tama. Since we spoke about Bainanim, I just, you know, I saw there's a beautiful, um, I'll say something on the Parsha for a moment. Parsha Sura at the beginning of Parsha Sura And uh, the truth is, in the very, very first year of this Maitzah Shabbos year, I spoke about. The, 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 the reason behind the shir is really that we should try to learn things and think about things on a deeper level because most people are living, um, you know, very kind of, in a certain sense, of, with a feeling of yush to ever get anywhere in Ruchnius. You know, you, as, as you go on and, and you have more tirdus in life and Barksham families grow and, and Parnasa, there's more and more things that are taking a person away from spiritual uh, feelings, experience, and thinking, they can take a person away, right? They tend to take a person away. And we kind of uh, have a tendency to drown in that. And, but by learning things that are connected to Pnimi Satira, to the you know, inner parts of the Torah, and understanding our part in this world on a deeper level, and understanding the Torah and mitzvahs on a deeper level, that really is Mechaya Mesim, you know, if we're talking about Chesa Mesim. That really makes it, you can actually have true Avedis Hashem, a connection to Hashem, through business, if that's what you are, through whatever your, whatever your profession is, and in taking care of your kids, and every single thing you do, because the day is lined with Torah and mitzvahs. Every job you do, every you know, the honesty, honesty or dishonesty, it's all mitzvahs. There's nothing treating people nicely or negatively that's all mitzvahs. So every single moment you have patience with your kid, every single moment that you're you're living is another moment of mitzvah. So there's no, there's nothing that's taking you away from spirituality. There's only different opportunities that Kadosh Baruch Hu decides to bring to a person. You know, you might want to sit and learn right now. But Hashem decided that that's not your avoider right now, so you're going to do something else. But in any case, that was what we spoke about, is that the, the, to, you know, to kind of break ourselves out, we're living, generally speaking, we live on a, on a level so, so beneath ourselves that it's ridiculous. And my hope is that through, through this shiurim, is that we, you know, and people should think about it not just once a week, you know, think about it during the week and reflect on, and, and obviously a person 
some people uh, have more kayak of Chiddush, but you can uh, build off other ideas. But the point is that the more we think on a higher plateau, um, and a, on a higher level, the more we Bez Hashem are mala ourselves and elevate ourselves to that higher level. In any case, what I want to say from this Pasha is that, that the, I saw amazing Sfarno um, at, right in the first Pasuk, the first Pesukim, right? See, I have given you t- before you today, Bracha and Klala, blessing and curse. Rashi says it's the people giving the Bracha and the curse. There's different Perushim, the Rishonim, the Rabban. Anyway, the bracha that you'll hear, El Hashem that you'll listen to the mitzvahs of Hashem, your God, So the bracha you'll get if you listen to the mitzvahs, and the klala, the curse that you'll get if you don't listen to the mitzvahs of Hashem, beside them in the you'll go off the derech, etc. So the, the Sfarna says a fascinating, beautiful thing, which I, I really, I, I love this so, I love this Sfarna so much. He says, Re'eh. Re'eh is a lotion of sea. It's not just a physical sea, right? Obviously, you can't see bracha and klala. That's part of what the Machlech's Rishonim has had, a, or different perushim of the Rishonim had to explain this pasuk. But the Sfarno says re'eh means habita ure'eh, which means look at it well, think about, contemplate. You know, shelo inyancha. See to it that you don't allow your inyan your Indian meaning, your way of living. Al oifen benuni, in a mediocre way. Kemoshu aminik beroiv, like the custom is by the majority. The majority of people live in a mediocre way. Sfarno says, the first passage of the parsh that we read this week is, don't live a mediocre life. Why? See, look, I'm, I'm, giving, you befo- I'm giving before you two things, bracha and klala. Because I'm giving before you blessing or curse. Those are two polar opposites. Because blessing is success more than is necessary. Blessing means you have more than you need. And in the best way possible. And the curse, he me'erat. And the curse is the lacking of something, that you don't have enough of what you really need. You have less than you need. And both of them are before you. The bracha and the klala, these two opposites are before you based on what you choose. If you choose to do the mitzvahs, bracha. If you choose to do the mitzvah, if you choose to do the averis, klala. There's no in-between. That's what the... I'm not offering you an in-between. So make sure not to live in a mediocre way. It's either this or that. You're either doing Torah mitzvahs or you're doing the op- opposite, chas v'shalom. I, I think this should be a very big, you know, kick. <laughs> a kick to all of us that, like, we have to make sure not to live mediocre. Not to just, like, be uh, design. what I have to do. We should be... We should be, you know... Realizing the Tarmitzes are gems. The Tarmitzes are, 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 are gems building us endless, endless char, besides the fact that anybody that has, uh, it's not the time for it now, but there's so many, obviously, gains in the physical world as well. Um, that's, that's, that's Pasha. But it's, it's, it's so important for us to, to, to you know, elevate ourselves. We're so much greater 
than what, what that we normally feel and normally and normally think. Um, so let's get back to the Leshem. Let's see where we're holding. This might be a good spot to stop, especially with the time limit here. Um, yeah, this is a perfect stop part. Okay, just one more line. He says that since the, the the true essence, right, is only that godliness, right, that nitzitz of goodness, that 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 holy spark, that that the evil used, right, it took it into captivity basically and used. So therefore, and that came from the Malchin Kadmon from the early kings. Therefore, it's going to remain forever. And it's going to return to its source in holiness, its root in holiness. And then it's going to then it's going to come out that that kliach had a tremendous benefit from the bad and the oynish. Because they are what manifest that koyach. They are what took out that koyach from the potential to a manifested state with all its power, in, in its maximum way. And that is because we'll stop here but he's, what he's going to say is this, the last line he said is that the Ra when, it ha, when it's being mekuyim, when it exists it goes with its with its biggest koach um, without any submission whatsoever so it goes to the extreme and we're going to see that that's unique to evil as opposed to good Good doesn't go out in such an extreme way like evil does. Um, okay, um, we'll stop here. And um, I see there's a, a question over here from someone. Uh, if you want to come in, his question was uh, why we need to have reincarnation. So basically, it's not why we need to have reincarnation. That was the question. The question was, what good is it? And the answer is that since the good is going to be so much more than the bad, because it reproduces, whereas the bad just ends off with Gehenim, so the Gilgal is worth it. It's, it you end up, you're, you're only going to get the positive ultimately. All right, we'll stop here. And uh, Shavuot Tov. Shavuot Tov. If anyone wants to reconnect for questions, um, so I'll, I'll, I'll go back in and you can do the same. Okay.